welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to share something with you that's pretty deep. At least it was for me. So, as you know, I do a lot of speeches, keynotes, and workshops. So, I'm at this huge event, big event. And I hear about this guy, this speaker, not going to give you the name, but this speaker and everybody just loves this speaker. It's a three-day event. He spoke, I believe, on the first day and people are just raving about this guy, right? And I love when I hear news like this because I was like, who is this person? So I knew that I would meet the guy on day two and then he would actually be giving a speech on day two. So I made it a point to be in in that room on day two. Now, before I go any further, you might be thinking, Victor, where are you going with this? I'm going towards connection. I want to demonstrate, if not illustrate, through this example, how sometimes the art of storytelling, deep storytelling, and connecting can actually win you more deals when you can connect to an actual client's pain. So, back to this guy. So, I'm in the back of the room. The guy takes the stage. I'm listening. Now, as a speaker, it's hard for me to listen to other speakers because I'm always judging, right? It's hard to turn off the judgment switch, but I did my best that day. I said, let me just turn it off. Let me absorb what he is saying and then really analyze what's going on. Now, let me fast forward. There was nothing new in what he said. In the stories he told, I could have told you the ending before he got there. There was nothing new, the beginning of the story to the end of the story. For example, you know, he told the story about Roger Bannister, right? The person who broke the four-minute mile. Now, I've heard that story like too many times. So he set that story up. And I go, I know where you're going. But then he did something I did not expect. He kept digging into the story almost like peeling back the onion. He was going into different layers of the story, the different complexities surrounding that story, things that personally I'd not thought about and never heard anybody talk about. So he really took a concept, in other words, the four-minute mile concept, right? Roger Bannister breaks the four-minute mile. You know, nobody's done that in thousands of years. He did it, and after he did it, everybody else started doing it, right? Other people started doing it. And, but it was beyond that. Beyond that story, he really started going, you know, peeling back the onion. Why did that happen? Why didn't that happen before? And then, so he really starts going into layers about, you know, how Roger Bannister prepared, some of the things he did to break the four-minute mile, some of the obstacles, challenges, the negative naysayers that said he couldn't do it, all these things. He really got into some of the, the deeper layers underlying the story. And then he did another shift. And then he made it personal. In other words, he talked about his four-minute mile blockage. In other words, many people couldn't get past the four-minute mile because that was a block in their head. Nobody's ever done it. Why would I think I can do it, right? And then when you see somebody else do it, you go, hmm, maybe I can do it. And then he asked the question, what's your four-minute mile block? In other words, what's preventing you? Is there something in your head that's holding you back because you've never seen anybody do it, so you don't think it's possible. Now, that was another layer, right? He gets into that. What's your four-minute block, right? And then he went one step deeper. He then shared a personal experience, something he went through, his four-minute, you know, mile, you know, deal, 
something that was holding him back. Now, let me step back here because I really want you to get this because, you know, I, I, you know, you had to be there to really appreciate what was going on on the stage. First, he told a story that was very common. Everybody could probably say, yeah, I know the story. But then he really gave the story texture. He really started, as I said, peeling back the onion, showing you the different layers behind that story. Then he transitioned into how does it apply to you? What's blocking you? I love that. That's pure empathy, right? How does it apply to you? So he understood his audience. And then the last part was he shared a personal story of his own personal blockage. Now, why is this important? Because as I was listening to this guy, I said, God, he's taken the most simplest story and expanded it and made it powerful and also relevant to me sitting in the audience. Now, think about this. As you're talking to a customer, Maybe you'll tell them a story, right, about something that you know about, whatever it may be, something that's going on in your industry, whatever it may be. But then what happens if you really start digging into that a little more, exploring that beyond their comprehension? In other words, you tell a story that they may know, but then you start digging deeper into that story and really explaining some of the subtleties in that story. And then the third phase is, How does that apply to you, Mr. Customer? How do you see yourself in that story? How would you change it? What would you do differently? And then the last part might be, you'll share a case study that says, here's, you know, we worked with a customer who was going through the same thing, had the same type of blocks, didn't see this. And here's what we did for them. And that's what I got out of it. He was able to take simple stories, dig deep, then ask, How does this relate to you? How would you use this? And then he gave the personal story, making himself, here comes the key word, vulnerable from the front of the room. Oh, I love that. Vulnerable from the front of the room. Let me tell you what I mean by vulnerable. That's when you basically expose your blemish or blemishes to your audience. And they know that, wow, you're human just like me. You struggle just like me. And that's where he connected. When he showed that sense of vulnerability of how it impacted him, how it happened to him, and then how he was able to overcome that, then you're like locked in. Now imagine you're telling a sales story, you're talking to your customers, and then you say, look, we've worked with customers and here's what's happened and here's what we see. And then you expose, again, it's okay to expose some blemishes because Nothing's perfect, and everybody knows this. Too often, we like to think that we have the best company, we have you know, our customer sor- service is the best, we have the best technical support, but what if you were able to integrate, carefully of course, stories about how it didn't go well? You know, we planned A, B, C, D, but when we got into it, we realized there was A, B, C, D, and there's E and F, and we didn't see it. So now, we've changed that, and now we incorporate A, B, C, D, E, F in our process. And being able to tell the customer the story about how you thought it was A, B, C, D, but then you realize, working with this customer, it was A, B, C, D, E, F, and then here's how you change it, and here's how you adapt it, may make you more vulnerable to them, which means they'll connect with you because they're in the same situation. In their company, there are situations where they thought it was A, B, C, D, and it turned out to be A, B, C, D, E, F. And when you expose some of yourself, your blemishes, show some vulnerability, but how you were able to overcome those vulnerabilities, you will connect. And that's what this guy was doing from the front of the room. So I'm sitting there just amazed. I go, what is he doing? And I realized he was opening himself up, almost like leading with his chest open and say, I'm not perfect. 
We make mistakes, but here's how we fix them, and here's how we get through them, here's how we overcome them, and here's how we get to the other side. Keep this in mind when you're talking to your customer. Again, tell a story, but then make it personal. Bring it in, show a little vulnerability so you can connect with your customers on an emotional level, and you may see somebody say, you know what? We've gone through the same experiences, so you know, Victor, I understand what you're saying, and that is the result you want. When somebody, your customer, can sit there and go, yeah, you know, that happens to us also, I know where you're coming from. When they can get that type of internal dialogue in their head, you've fully connected, and guess what? Closing that deal might become that much easier. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube on this subject of vulnerability. It's an interesting one. I want to hear your feedback. Again, let me know what you think. I always do appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform. You know the deal. The Sales Velocity Academy continues to grow. We continue to add courses. If you want to sell more faster, check out the salesvelocityacademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.